And hello, movie lovers. So today I got my co-host and my good friends. I have Rossi here with me. I got Mr. A-Town himself, Alex, here with me. I also have Charlie with me as well. So the gang is all here. We're going to be talking about some Lost Boys. And go on ahead, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, because we're about to get this thing started right here, right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's good to have everyone here. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's good to actually see everybody together. And we are, I feel like I'm actually doing Lord of the Rings where everybody's off on their own adventure, adventure and everything. And then now we're finally meeting up to finally throw that ring into right. the volcano. Right. But it's time. good to have everyone here. <laughs> yeah, Man, I come on a react. Just getting back for seeing Clerks 3, I kind of want to reenact the Lord of the Rings movies from Clerks 2, but I'm not going <laughs> to a different movie. <laughs> different movie, but here's the thing. We're actually here to talk about the my one of my favorite 80s uh, horror movies, and it's actually called The Lost Boys. This movie actually opened up July 31st of 1987. This also had a budget of $8.5 million, and it also made $32.2 million at the box office, which is actually considered a box office smash at that time. Right. But now let's go on ahead and dive into the actual plot line itself. <laughs> so basically you have this guy, this kid named Michael and his younger brother, Sam, who moved with their recently divorced mother, Lucy, to the fictional small beach town of Santa Carla, California, to live with her erratic father, Michael, and Sam's grandfather. So there's your plot line. And let's get into it. So here's the thing. I really have to say, I like the very beginning of it when you first get introduced into the town itself. To me, the town itself feels more like the like a character than the actual characters themselves. Because now you actually get the vibe of what it's like to be in this place. And you wind up finding out that this is actually the murder capital of the world. And people are missing. And you don't know what's up with that or anything like that. There's no indication of any vampires at all just yet. So I definitely like how they go into it. And then... Of course, you know, they're they're playing the People of Strange song. I definitely like how it pan-angles the goth culture, pan-angles into people that look differently. I thought the song was very atmospheric for what they need to do with this film. But what did you guys think about the opening? What did you guys think about the budget and all that stuff? Um, I thought the opening was really good. Um, I love the, the opening song before they get to the film. You know, uh, Cry Little Sister, I think it's called. Yes. Um, Love that. When I heard that, it bring, it brought me back to when I first saw The Lost Boys, because you remember that song. And um, you, like you said, the town is definitely um, different. Everyone is uh, a character. And yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. But I love when it does get to the first scene of the movie and you have the camera, the aerial view, you know, mm -hmm. something coming down and attacking the, um, the police officer, the sheriff as he's walking to his car and that was pretty exciting. And you're like, yeah, let's go. Cause you know, it's the lost boys. So yeah, very exciting. Yeah, I, 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 this is my first time watching oh. lost boys. So uh new experience for wow. me. Wow. Uh, awesome. I, I like, I like the opening. I thought it's, it really sent like in a simple way. It like sets the tone for like, okay, this is a horror movie, right. you know, just easy things, missing posters everywhere. Right. The, the, the cold glare, the, all the people of Santa Cruz, uh, Santa Cara, Carla, <laughs> are given the, the camera, you know, the, the ominous music, I was like little, little things like that is all I need to be like, okay, 
let's close these eyes up. But uh, yeah, I great start, great start. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it. I um, really thought, and I was like, oh, I, when I first watched it, I didn't realize what time period it was from. I was like, it was in nineties, eighties. But as soon as it started showing people and the those those fun silly outfits, I was like, oh, this is the eighties. <laughs> Sorry if anyone born from the eighties is on here. Or, or watching this. I'm, I'm sorry. It was, you know, it was definitely like a, that's, that's the eighties. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I definitely enjoyed this movie this time around when I watched like, geez, years ago, I wasn't much of a fan of it, but I, I again, I, you know, I love the soundtrack, but again, Rossi, I love that song. Cry little sister. Yeah. That, that song needs to be played more throughout this, like the whole movie, like the opening sequence, this really set the tone for what this is. I'm like, all right, the, the song's pretty badass and right. and again and, and then seeing and then seeing the images of the kids or, or the teenagers and Kiefer Sutherland again almost like for me he's always known as Jack Bauer for me but it, it but for if, if anybody's never seen 24 he's probably known as David and I'll go into the name David once we a little bit further on <laughs> because uh I did some deep dive into that and I'll uh, we'll get into that that but I love Kiefer in this, and I found the funniest moment for me was seeing Bill S. Preston himself as a vampire. Yes. I guess this is the universe where the Ted Logan <laughs> went to military school and Bill S. Preston became a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> that's but yeah, I accept it. I accept that too. I don't. I wouldn't mind like a time traveling um, Bill and Ted movie featuring them as a vampire in a past life or something. I wouldn't mind that. I'd buy a ticket for that. But when you look at the film itself and then they're going into their grandfather's house and then I like how the grandfather is acting like he's dead and he goes, oh, you're, you're dead. He goes, I think grandpa's dead. No, he's not dead. And he and he winds up saying something to the fact of, yeah, I'm just loving life or something like that. And then he winds up uh, just welcoming the kids and everything. And matter of fact, on Grim Life, uh, on their YouTube channel, they actually went to the location where the father, the grandfather lives. So you can actually visit that location. Wow. And it's actually, it's actually gated. You can't go inside the house or anything because of people that's been looting and stuff like that. They blocked everybody out of it. So you can go to the location. You're just going to go inside the actual house. But I definitely like how the grandfather is like one of those people that are part of taxidermy and stuff like that, and you see a bunch of dead animals, and of course, this is actually new to them because they're from New York, so they're not used to Michael Phoenix. and them are not used to what's that? They're from Phoenix. Phoenix, sorry, I, I, I'm ashamed of myself, uh, but yeah, they're uh, they're actually from Phoenix, so they're probably not used to the customs of what the grandfather is doing to these animals and things like that. Everything seems outside of the normal, and then of course, my other favorite line that happens whenever we get introduced to the Grandfather, I only have a couple of rules. Don't touch my beer. <laughs> the TV guy, do not tear the sticker off because that's what um, because that's what they want you to do. And number three, don't touch anything else in my house. And <laughs> don't touch but it. but I like how the brother Sam he goes, Grandpa, do you have a TV? No. That why do I need a TV when I have the TV guy? Right. So right. I thought that was actually pretty comical little cheesy uh, comedy stuff that you, we actually see with that. But the boardwalk itself makes is like its own character as well because of the fact that you have a comic book store. You have the arcade. You have a haunted house 
scenario or something like that. Right. But yeah. Um, but anyways, what, tell me more about what you guys thought about this. I know this is Alex's first time, so I'm interested in knowing what you thought about that too. Oh yeah. I definitely love the setting um, living in California and, I was like, I was like, why does this place look so familiar? I was like, that's Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Yay! I love that place. So much fun. Um, I I assumed there would be vampires there. That's such a vampiric place. But yeah, I I, I love the setting. It was very. This is a very lively movie. It was just yeah. a lot going on. I felt it was very energetic, um, and instantly really liked the characters. I thought it was funny how like no one talks about the ex husband. Like the mom makes that one joke, like I divorced your dad because he doesn't believe in monsters in the closet. And they were like, ha 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 ha. Dad. And I was like, Ooh, he must've been abusive. So they're, they seem all very happy about not having dad in their life. anymore. Um, but, um, yeah. Like how you're being a psychiatrist oh this whole time in like oh the first God. five minutes of setup. I was like, this is, this was a healthy divorce or, or healthy for them. At least. But uh, they, I, what, yeah, I really like the characters. I like Michael. I thought he was such an edgy teenage boy. I, I think he was a teenage boy. He's, but um, and and, uh, and I love the the coolest part in this movie for me though, like like the absolute best thing that I've ever seen in a movie. And I don't not know why it was so cool to me. It was like when they first go to the beach for that big rave going on. And they have this muscular man with the long hair just <laughs> going ham on that saxophone. And I don't know why, but I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Right. And like, I want to be that man. I want to work out, grow my hair out. <laughs> and do that. Learn how to play the saxophone. And just, uh, you know, yeah, like, soon as your other half, that guy in the saxophone and the Lost Boys. Or the, like the guitarist from uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, that was also really mm-hmm. cool. I, I love want that them one. both. I want them in a band. I'm going to start. That That should be a next video topic. Like, all right, we're starting a band. What movie characters do we want in this band? I'm getting the Mad Max guitarist and the Lost Boy I saxophone mean, guy. For me, that, again, that's just, that Mad Max was a separate movie than this. That was the highlight of that movie for me, the guitar dude. Because I wanted to see <laughs> when I when he when he stopped playing, I'm like, oh, I'm oh. sad. <laughs> that 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 was the case for me. Like when there was no more saxophone man, I'm like, oh, we just get him for a minute. Like no, I like <laughs> yeah, vampire. Yeah, huh? Ke- Kiefer Sutherland, Jack Bauer as a vampire is cool, but dude. you know, I want more saxophone man. Like I'd be totally fine if there weren't any vampires in this movie. I want more saxophone man. But, but anyway, really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that aspect. And then him, Michael getting lured away by uh, the woman star. I was just like, oh, oh she's yeah. doing vamp. She's doing vampire things. Don't follow her. Don't follow her. He's a teenager. I know, teenagers. Ah, It gets us all. all. Hormones, am I right? But yeah, I was having so much fun just in this opening portion. But someone else can go. Someone else can go. I was talking a lot. Um, Let's see. Um, I really enjoy, um, because this movie is, you know, around my time. So I really enjoy, you know, Corey Haim and uh, Corey Feldman. Um, they were really big at the time that this movie came out and, you know, they always did movies together. So to see them together, I think this is uh yeah, this is way, be- a- way after the Goonies guys, uh, Corey Feldman, I think they're a little bit older in this one, 
Yeah. Um, okay, so this is after the Goonies. Okay, but yeah, so to see them together, um, I love the fact that uh, uh, Corey Feldman and his buddy, you know, the vampire killers, you know, and you're thinking it's all a joke, you know, when when uh, Corey Haim or Sam's character watch, walks into the, you know, the um, the little shop with the comic books <laughs> and everything, and, you know, he's dressed fashionable, Alex, at that time, just to let you know, Sam yeah, is on the latest, home. you know, clothing I'm and like, all that. I'm okay. like, wait, jealous. I'm trying and to the way that they kind of, you know, made fun of him, you know, and uh, they introduced him to uh, the vampire comic book, but he's into like the Batman comic books and letting him know, you know, you got to put this number with this number and all that. So how they become um, really close and, you know, you got these two vampire hunters there, you know, so like you said, the energy and there's, and there's always energy. If you guys seen Corey Heyman, Corey Feldman movies, there's, they're always like that. The energy with them is always like that in a movie. So yeah, I enjoyed that part. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to our vampire part because I'm, I really like the vampires in here, the prosthetics, all of that. And Kiefer Sutherland just want to say for the girls out there, we really thought he was hot at the time because, um, you know, it's a young Kiefer Sutherland and the vampire eyes and all that. So yeah, yeah, really, really. I just love this movie. By the way, one more thing. This movie used to be my sister's favorite movie. She's not into horror films. But when this one came out, because she so much loved Kiefer Sutherland, we watched this movie so many times growing up. I did too, to be honest with you. Did you? Be, okay. Yeah. I actually bought this on DVD at Blockbuster, <laughs> and then it got scratched up. And then I found it at Walmart in a $5 bin on Blu-ray. I'm like, okay. Right. Win-win situation. Right. Taking it with me. Right. But... Did you also have a crush on Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, I did. His, his bod was just was just so great. I don't that, blame the you. you. That, that, that awesome. goatee was just something. Absolutely. You know? I'm not even attracted to men, but I was like, something Neither. about this works. I like the character Michael because I think he was the I think he was the best person to be the kind of our tour guide for okay. this whole realm of all this. I thought, yeah, even though he he. He didn't look like a teenager. They kind of made him look yeah. like one, but he really wasn't. I, I don't know. It was kind of weird seeing him like that guy's definitely not a teenager. But and then the, 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 the only one that really looked was Sam. But anyway, that's that's a different point. But yeah, just seeing him as our guide to the world of the vampires. But yeah, I mean, I love Kiefer in this. Like, you know, I mean, like again, I'm a huge 24 fan. Yeah. So every time Kiefer was yelling at this movie, I thought he was going to quote his favorite 24 catchphrase. Damn it! We don't have time for this. Like we're just we're like are like I'm surprised. No, like the girl wasn't named Chloe. You go, like, damn it, Chloe! We don't have time for this. Like at this, it would have been so fun. Oh, John, I think you're muted for some reason. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah. But no, my favorite thing that I wish that he would have actually said to Michael was this: Damn it, Michael! I don't have time for you to not eat the Chinese food that I'm gonna give. <laughs> or, or how about this? Um. You, uh, don't do it. Don't drink his blood. Well, damn it, Star. This is the this is the true serum. I need to get them up to find out where the terrorists are. Like <laughs> <laughs> again, but yeah, and then again, like like you said, Rossi, I love the Frog Brothers. They were just hilarious. Yes. Like yes. seeing them with the Rambo bandana, like classic yeah. eighties. Like the Frog Brothers, that was that was funny. And then um. The one character I didn't care for much was the mom. I thought she was annoying the whole time. I'm like, let's let's do less <laughs> of the mom and more of what we came here to see. We came here to see, well, well like most people came here to see Kiefer Sutherland play David. Right. And right. Um, 
Yeah, I know. And a little, a little tidbit about David. <laughs> next couple movies, you've been picking up a lot of movies. David always seems to be the name of a character of a bad guy or a henchman. Okay. And, and so this is not the only movie that David was a bad guy. So the name David was used in that. So some other movies, definitely for me, I remember him as Olympus Has Fallen. There's a character named Dave or David. He was a bad guy. Um, some other movies. What else was? Uh, yeah, Olympus. I already said Lost Boys. Um, Prometheus slash Alien Ooh. Covenant. The Michael Fassbender character David was kind of a dick or villain or whatever. Okay. Um, apparently, Divergent series and a movie called Hide and Seek and many others. So essentially, if you have a villain in your movie, it's probably best to call him David. That seems that, that seems <laughs> to be the drawing factor. If you have a villain, name him David. There you go. <laughs> if anyone named David is watching this, please, please forgive us. Don't do it. Right. My brother's name is David, so it's fine. Go to better help if you're going to need any service. <laughs> Tell him to chill, Charlie. <laughs> but, here's another thing I want to admit. This is another thing that I like, though, within the movie itself is when he goes into the comic book shop, like you mentioned, Rossi, I love the authentic look of the comic book shop because yeah. I actually grew up during that time of going into a comic book shop. Right like that and just geeking out over that also too the video store that which is obsolete now but the mother goes into the uh to the to the boardwalk to the video store and she's looking for a job i'm talking to myself okay you're a mother you're working at a video store at the boardwalk um you couldn't do nothing else but (laughs) i understand i understand that you have to provide for your family you're doing great. You're doing great, Mom. You're doing great. Like, come on, but, Mom, shoot a little higher, though. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I And then also the introduction to the Frog Brothers was fantastic. The chemistry between them two were, was very spot on, perfect casting. And I also like it, too, when if you go to the to go onto that boardwalk, you can actually go into the comic book store, I believe, and the owner of that comic book store was the one who was around during that time. He actually made a little small cameo appearance in the Lost Boys movie. So you can actually go into there and get a replica of that comic that Sam bought. Wow. And get it autographed by the owner. Wow. Well, that's pretty <laughs> of the cool. store. So that's actually pretty cool that if you guys ever want to go out that way. So I'm sorry. I'm just a huge geek for um, nostalgia. So I actually follow Grim Life uh on YouTube, and I he go they go to different locations and filming locations. Okay, but this movie is just sets so much to me as someone that was introduced to it at when I was like eight years old, mm-hmm. and then I just fell in love with the character and characters and stuff. Especially when we get our first introduction to Star, and she's walking on the beach with Michael, and she goes, "What's your name, Star?" <laughs> but you know I, and then you have keith or sutherland looking i'm like you're taking my girl what's going on with that right but then michael goes on ahead goes with them and then you're wondering where this is going to end up especially if for a first time viewer like okay there's this cave that's there you see a thing of the door, a poster of the doors hanging down. This actually does have a Lost Boys kind of feel to it from Peter Pan in a sense. If they grew up and grew goatees and dro- drove uh, bikes and are and vampires, of course. But that's what I like about it is the fact that there's this private meeting that they hold. 
to try and figure out if this person is the right person for them or they're going to feed on this person. That's what I'm getting at whenever they're luring him into that. Not just so much as turning him into a vampire, but they're luring him in there probably for food. But then they're wondering, okay, he's got the build, but does he actually have the chops to actually be a vampire or not? Right. So they put him through that little trial thing with the worms and the right. ma- with the maggots and things like that. So I definitely like that opener. And then, of course, you know, Star warns him, look, it's blood. Yeah, okay, sure it is. And right. drinks drinks it. And but you also... Thought, go yeah. ahead, sorry. Oh, no, I'm no, sorry. no, go ahead. Um, you also find out, you know, in the movie that actually, remember, um, uh, Jason was supposed to be um, uh, Star's first kill. Because, you know, you you when Star flies up to the room, you know, speeding ahead a little bit, she lets, you know, him know, sorry that this happened to you. I told you not to, you know, drink that, you know, you were actually supposed to be my first kill. And of course she fell in love with him. So she could, she wouldn't do it. But also you, in the movie, you see the the milk carton when they're uh, taking out the milk out the refrigerator and you see the little boy. Cause you know, early in the film, you see like, what's this kid doing with these, uh, these uh, teenagers, you know, on the back of their bikes and you realize, oh my gosh, he was taken too, but he's not a full vampire. You know, you find out. And when when um, when Jason also becomes the vampire because he didn't have to get bit. Remember, he he just uh, he just had to drink the the blood from David, right? And then he becomes have starts having the you know the feelings of a he's a vampire basically, but a half vampire. Yeah, yeah. I um that was that was a cool scene. I I kind of had a feeling they were gonna they were gonna turn him. Because right. just from the opening scene, like if if they wanted to attack him, they would have just did right. a little, little drive by that they like to do by flying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> drive by flying. Hey, it's fast food. Fast food. Fast food. Gotcha. Um, no, I liked. I thought it was really cool. I thought Kiefer Sutherland does a great job as David, like he's very, which is important for a person, for an actor playing as a vampire to be very alluring, you know, like, so I wasn't getting like, he was trying to be threatening right. to Michael at first. He was just kind of like, he was, te- yeah. Like, like uh, Charlie said, just testing him earlier. And um, because at first I was like, why would you follow a guy after hitting on his girlfriend? He's like, Hey, follow me. Like, no, <laughs> There's more of you. I'm not trying to get jumped. I know where this goes, but but you know, Michael, Michael's a dude. We gotta protect our our ego, so he does. And I was just like, okay, they're going somewhere, it's getting foggy, someone's gonna die, someone's not gonna, but uh no, no, they, they take him to their lair, and I I I've liked the the whole maggot scene, like you're eating yeah, maggot, yeah. maggots, and, and I didn't under I didn't quite understand. I was like, is that a vampire's power to make you see things that aren't there? Is yeah, that, is that one of the right. things they can do? Because I also saw that in the the other vampire movie, What We Do in the Shadows, they did a <laughs> similar joke. I think that's they got it from Lost Boys. But I was just like, oh, I didn't know vampires can do that. So that was interesting. Um, but yeah, as soon as he drank the blood, I was like, no, don't do that, don't do that. Uh, the, such a such a great that that whole that whole scene was just so tense. And awesome! I like it was it's cool. Like I, I was falling in like I fell in love with this movie immediately. Right, we're Absolutely. not even at the end yet. Right. <laughs> and I just want to say really quick when I refer to Jason Michael, Jason Patrick played Michael. So I'm when I say Jason, I mean Michael. 
So Jason Patrick played Michael, just let you guys know. Because I can't remember the actor's name, and I've seen him on the Comic-Con stuff, too, where they were talking about how passionate they were whenever they first got noticed with playing in The Lost Boys and stuff like that, and Kim and Kiefer both were on the stage together. Right. Yeah, Jason Patrick. Really big at that time. Right, and get this, they even the director even gave them creative control over their characters. Wow. And asked them what would the, your character do in this in this position if they were in. And they would go back and forth on. So I definitely like how the director gave them a little bit more creative control over stuff and things like that and how much care that they still have for the film and how much passion they still have for it after all these years. Wow. So that's something that is hard to find. The only people that I know that are still passionate about certain Things within that era is the Cobra Kai people, and of course um, Keith, Kiefer Sutherland. Those are the, like the only two people that I know that are still passionate about certain projects that they worked on in the past. Well, Stranger Things, oh. well, or in that time. Well, period. well, the time period, yeah. But as far as when, when does Stranger Things takes play takes place? Is that is that's eighties too, or yeah, that's eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Duh. Sorry. Is it okay. Yeah. All right. But what about you, Charles? Um, I was about to joke. It's like, yeah, Jason Patrick made a good choice with this one. Vinny went to Speed 2. Yeah, so good choice. This movie. Speed 2, not so much. The Losers, yeah, that was probably a good choice. But anyway, um, I just thought it was hilarious that the sex scene in this movie, the theme (laughs) Cry Little Sisters played in the background. I was like, okay, that's that 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 that's fitting for this movie. Like you played all the other ones. Let's play this song during the sex scene. Like, okay, yeah, that's fitting. Yeah, that that, that that's like yeah, again. Hey, it's romantic, dude. Uh, uh, try it. Not really. Just, it just makes you want to jump through a wall. It makes you want to punch something. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's it, it, again. Um, but yeah, that again, that song needed to be played more throughout the movie, and and that and um, right. I, I think like going back to seeing uh. Alex Winter as a vampire. It's just like, oh my, and with frosted tips, I'm like, Ted would so not approve of that. And yet Ted would be sad that he was the first vampire to die. Like, right. he didn't do anything. He was just sleeping. Boom, dead. Okay, we'll just kill off, we'll, we'll kill off, Be- we'll kill off Bill so he can go do the next Sorry, Bill. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the, when that sex scene happened, I, 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 I felt weird because, like, they're obviously not teenagers. Like, you know, that's definitely right. back in the day where 28-year-olds are playing teenagers right. or whatever. Right. But in the movie, they're teenagers. Right. And so I'm like, so I'm watching teenagers have sex right now. That's weird. Right. <laughs> like, I don't do – like, I get it. Kids, you know, teenagers do that. But, like, I don't want to see that. You know? <laughs> I, I had to look your Leo moment? Oh, they're 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 too young for me to have like like again. Was that your Leo DiCaprio? Oh, they're they're older than twenty six. Okay, I'm I'm out on the scene. I'm Re- out on the reverse, scene. Reverse Leo DiCaprio, <laughs> much too young to be to be like me watching it. You know, so yeah. But okay. I I sorry. I I really liked the Frog Brothers. I gotta bring that up because the whole time I you know. I assumed, like, you know, they were talking about being like, oh, yeah, we're professional vampire hunters. You know, we do this for a living. We're about that life. And I'm like, oh, they're totally not about that life. They're going to see this is going to be like their first vampire encounter ever, and they're not going to be ready to do it. But, like, sure enough, I was proved wrong. They're like, well, there they are. Boom. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, good for them. I was like, cool. Didn't you Bye. think the voices were funny that they had, the Frog Brothers, you know, like, 
you know the voice of that uh, yeah it was it was comedy dude they did good with the comedy aspect of it. it it was funny listening to them talk because it was so um corny comedy yeah it yeah. was, but it wasn't like over the top though. No. For, for that time, it still holds up to me with the humor and the comedy right. with it. Yeah. And then you know, especially when he said this comic book shop is a front, the front for vampire hunting. Right. And so right. you know, you're wondering, like Alex said, is this real? Are they really going to go after vampires? Is this their first experience or not? And so I like how they they like they go into the cave and they wind up stabbing Bill, and that's what I'm calling him. And <laughs> they wind up sta- uh, stabbing him with the wooden stake. So right. I definitely liked how they play that into the narrative of okay, we'll joke around here. Yeah. But when it's come down to seriousness, when it comes down to trying to take down these vampires, it's on like Donkey Kong. We're going right. to go in and take care of business. We're going to go on ahead and do what we have to do. Don't you now, worry about us. Uh, but what did you think about the character of Max, though, is another thing. Because, come on, the guy is popping all, all out into the boardwalk only at nighttime. And he's right. only, and he owns the video store. And the mother's like, oh, it's okay. Max Max comes out. I don't <laughs> mind holding it down. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. I love my boy so much that I'm going to go in and work my ass off all the way up until nighttime when Max gets here. Right. She has to be at least working a double. <laughs> I will say this. First off, it's unethical of Max to be dating one of his employees because he totally <laughs> hires her. And I was like, hey, let's go on a date. So it's like, mm, that's kind of coercion right there. But ignoring that, I, I liked how they set up Max because at first I was totally was like, oh, he's definitely like the main vampire. They're totally setting that up. But then when they like poured holy water yeah. and garlic on him i'm like oh maybe not like right. all the signs were pointing that he's a vampire but then they did that i'm like oh okay and then when you get to the end it turns out no i am the head vampire i was like that was so cool what a surprise so, what a when he comes to the game. door guys remember in vampire movies and i never caught it the first time i watched it when he comes to the door to have dinner he says well are you going to invite me in yeah, and I remember when that happened. I never caught that. That's what made me think he's a vampire. Yeah, when he asked that, it's like the movie, you know, let the right one in. So I'm instantly going back to, oh, that's right. They have to have permission to enter in your house. So when he did that, I'm like, ding, okay, he he is yeah, the main vampire. But the first time watching, and I'm like you, Alex. Once they are at the dinner table and nothing works, they get they put the mirror on him and you can see him. I'm like, you know, the first time, what gives? Now you miss those little things, just something that little of him saying, are you going to invite me in? Yeah. And then after that, you know, he's welcome in. That was like kind of one thing that was kind of like, eh, okay. From is like when he explains it, like, oh, when you invite a vampire into your house, that makes you powerless. I'm like, oh, so you have, so if a vampire is invited into a house, they have no weaknesses at that point. So like you they certain, can't be killed by garlic or holy water. There's certain mythologies and stuff like that that they use, and this one actually yeah. you, they actually break some of the rules that they have because yeah. otherwise, how were the other vampires able to get inside the house? Right, right. Because they were never right. invited. They, in. like, how they really explained it, it makes sense why the Lost Boys would be killed by the garlic and the and all right. that, but not him. 
But I was just like, oh, that's, you know, I feel like that was them like, hey, for our vampires, this is how it works. Right. I thought right. it would have been cooler if he was just like, I'm the head vampire. You can't kill me with water. Right. That <laughs> like, would make more sense. Have hundreds of years of experience. Like, I, right. I have an immunity to garlic now. Like, that's just the thing that, like, I've seen some vampires have that. Like, oh, I'm stronger than most vampires. So these things don't infect me. Affect me. So, like, well, I thought well, that would have been cooler, but I accept it. I thought it was kind of weak how he died. A log penetrated him. I'm like, right. you're the head vampire, well, and you get penetrated by a log, and yet you say, "Oh, invited in the house." No, I have, I, I have no weakness. I'm invited in the house, and you get right. penetrated by a log. <laughs> like, well, he came in from the outside, Charlie, and he. <laughs> so <laughs> we're invited in the house. You wouldn't think it'd be that easy. I get you, Charlie. You wouldn't think it'd be like, right. oh, that's it. He's dead. You know, you think it'd be more, you know, that goes into it, just like, you know, them trying to figure out how to solve the problem with Michael being a vampire, you know, mm -hmm. you think that there'd be more into it with the head vampire. And I thought the funny thing was them busting into the church, just side note, to get the holy water. And you're mm -hmm. kind of like, what the hell are they, you know, what the hell are they doing? But, you know, like, like Rambo. That they, he was looking around the yeah. rainbow headset, like the headband, and he's just looking when he's still in the water. <laughs> Rainbow's about to like he dragged the guy, look both ways, and then stabbed him, or just looking at <laughs> the sure, like they were doing that with the holy water. I'm like, wow, I didn't know Rambo was in this movie. <laughs> well, get this that church is still exists as well. Wow. Um, that church is still there, okay. and, and things like that too. And matter of fact, I'll end up posting a link to the Grim Life Collective. Um, in the description below after the show, but that's how I actually know most of the locations and stuff like that. But the other thing that I really liked was whenever they're going over to the Brit when they're first teaching Michael how to eat and feast on people. And I definitely liked how they dot, dot that, got that because the cosmetics, like you said earlier, Rossi was just horrifying and haunting and daunting to see because of the way that they're, it's not just the vampire fangs. It's right. actually, the mouth and the physical tality of what they do as vampires. And I feel like they actually got that in a PG 13 kind of way in the 1980s. And I right. thought that was actually pretty cool. And then of course, whenever they also bring them on over to that bridge, yeah. which that bridge still exists today as well, but they bring, but they did some remodeling, <laughs> but you know, they bring, bring them over to that bridge and they're telling them to jump off the cliff, uh, jump off the bridge. My and, God. My, my go, go. <laughs> but I love that though because you're not sure if Michael's actually gonna do it yeah. or not. He's kind of hesitant, so that's something that I really liked about about it. It shows some human human side to him right. as well, where he's actually trying to struggle between being a human and a vampire, not sure what to do with it. And then he jumps off the bridge, and then he then they're all hanging upside down in the where the bridge is. So I thought that was actually pretty badass. And of course, Kiefer's over there just smirking. And I, I just love how badass Kiefer looks in Absolutely. this movie. I mean, he's awesome. I just Quick. love the way he says, Michael, come on, Michael. Like the way, like his demeanor, when he, when he know he's about to get pissed off, that, that, that's when the best that <laughs> Kiefer shows up. Again, <gasps> I got to go back to 24. <laughs> I going on his, like anytime, like again, I watch 24, not because of the stupid plot. No, I watched it because I wanted to see Jack Bauer kill some people. And man, did he kill some people, especially when he pissed him off, when he killed somebody that he loved, or he did something to piss us off, piss him off. He, when he goes on a murderous rampage, it is the best. The, 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 that's when Kiefer's at his best because you want to know, 
how many people is going to be that he's going to take out? And but yeah, when it's him yelling, Michael, like, it's like come on, Michael, the, the way he just delivers that, it's like Kiefer's not supposed to look like that. That's why they did so well to make him yeah. look like that, right? I, I forgot what his age was in that, I and mean, he's got it, he had to be in at least his 20s, maybe, maybe 30s. Again, I don't know. Um, I, again, don't quote me on this, but yeah, he looked really young. But yeah, he didn't look like a teenager. But they did a really nice job to kind of make it look like that. Yeah. Um. And then the final note, I love the chemistry between Sam and Michael. I thought that just like yeah. there's a lot yeah. of chemistry with that. Yeah. Sam with the Frog Brothers. There's a lot of things that had a lot of good chemistry, and that's not something we're in the '80s because usually '80s movies doesn't supposed to make sense, like quotes yeah. or anything. Like the quote Roadhouse, pain don't hurt. Like that doesn't make sense. You ever went in a fight? Nobody ever wins in a fight. Just to say like there's types of fans in the eighties to be able to get like that's why some of there was a lot of great movies. And and like again, the quote one of like uh, Seth Rogan from uh like movie fights, the greatest use of an F word was in Roadhouse. <laughs> and, and and it had and then again you can't do that now in this time in this time period. That's why I think the new Roadhouse reboot is going to suck because you can't do what you did in the classic eighties. Now that's why it's really hard, and, that, and that's why I'm like, damn you, Stranger Things, you're ruining the eighties for people because people want to start <laughs> re- remaking stuff from the eighties to this generation, and that, 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 that's 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 the problem because oh, we don't need to re- well let's remake this stuff. Well, to be fair though, with the reboot of that was back when Ronda Rousey was actually going to be playing that role. It was supposed to be a gender swap during that time. And and I also said this back in the day I said she's not going to she's not going to be playing a roadhouse. The only reason why she's even getting a job is because she's actually the champion. As soon as that belt is off, those those deals are going to be gone. And everybody was angry at me. Now look at me years look at it years later. Look, no, look what happened. And, but, and again, if, if you if your name is not Dalton, if you, you have any character that's not named, if you name yourself Dalton, sure, fine, call it Roadhouse, whatever. But if you're not named Dalton and have no correlation to the original Roadhouse, just change the name so people don't get pissed off because you're gonna ruin that movie. Like I love Jake Gyllenhaal, he's great. I don't think he's I don't think he's fit for what you're what you're hoping for Roadhouse. That's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say. All right. Um but what do you? Th- the other thing I liked was the grandfather going out on a date with the widow Johnson. Right. And I like how Sib goes. So what should I? Uh, what should I wear? What, what? What? I can't find any cologne. What about the Windex, Grandpa? Goes, that's not a. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I was Run like, man, these, this the cocaine from the eighties got people like Windex. That will work. Yeah. <laughs> hey, vampires will make you do stupid, uh, crazy things. Right. Um, but I love the twist at the end. Of oh, the grandfather! Right, that, that, mm-hmm. that was that was funny. These fucking vampires, and I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he knew that's ever that that's that's everything that's in his closet. Like every thought he was, he thought he was something else. And like, oh no, it's uh, he, he's a vampire hunter. I'm like, oh okay. So how he knew well, everything was going on in a sense. I thought that was well. I didn't take it as that. I took it as the fact that. He's this old timer who's been in this town long enough to know what's going on in it. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that he knows his town and because of the things that he's been in it, he he doesn't want to cause his family to move or anything. Right. Especially if he tells them there's vampires. Number one, they're probably going to put him in a crazy house. Number two, uh, they're not going to believe him. 
or if they do believe him, they're like, okay, you know, we're going to go back to Phoenix, Grandpa. It was nice meeting you. You go your way. I'll go my way. We don't meet in between. Deuces. But, (laughs) you know, I definitely like how he crashes into into the house, and then he kills Kiefer. And then he goes into there, gets a beer, and they're all dirty. Michael... Sam right. uh, and the mother's all dirty, and they're just looking at him like, "What the hell just happened?" Right? Because he, he and she's even saying, "Dad," and he gets a thing. Just there's only one thing I can't stand in this right. town: it's those damn vampires. And then end of credits. It was a perfect way to actually right. end the film. But what else did you guys? What else stood out for you guys as far as this film goes? The way that they took down the vampires, the way that mm-hmm. the kids came to the house, and how the battle was finally at the house, and it's really intense, and you're, you know, you're wanting them to make it, and you're, you know, you see the bathtub when they take down the first kill, you know, and the garlic, and I just like the battle between, you know, Michael and you know, um, Kiefer's, um, um, Claire, David, the the battle between those two i did feel like it should have been a little bit longer i felt like the battle between them was just was short you know and it was just like you know hit there mm. killed Kiefer, you know just kind of the battle with the head vampire it just happened really quickly and i do want to mention that there was a scene where you see grandpa out in the field it looked like he was making a fence or something but you see the the stakes that you know when you when i saw that first i'm like huh does is is he making is this a fence or because it's the the sharp wooden stake and then at the end you see that project he was working out on in the field so obviously he knew the whole time he knew that there are vampires in that town like he said and that's what he was doing protecting his family oh. yeah because he knew everything that was going on with them right. with Michael you just don't see that until you see that little part and you're like hmm I wonder I wonder if he knows what's going on you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely took them down in Home Alone kind of style. But yes. I do yeah, right. I do agree with you, though, that they did get killed off at the way too fast. Right. I wish that it was more of a slow way of actually getting yeah. there. Right. But mm-hmm. it's the 80s, so you have to expect it to be a little right. bit more quick and fast paced. Right. But Alex, what about you? What? Yeah, I, I would agree that they were killed pretty quickly, especially by uh, three human kids. Right. When when the four of them earlier in the movie took took out like a whole campfire of like 20 biker looking dudes. Right, right. And I'm just like, oh, we're it'll be really <laughs> awesome. It'll be really easy for us to kill like 20, 20 biker dudes by ourselves, but three kids with, with pointy sticks, right? Uh that's won't be tough. Right. <laughs> but um <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, one th- one complaint. Not really, not really a complaint. Just something I didn't need in this movie was remember that little boy? Oh, yeah. Little boy vampire. Right. Like he was just there. Right. I always forgot he was in there until Saw would (laughs) be like, oh, oh, wait, no, I got to get Jolie or whatever his name (laughs) was. I'm like, I'm like, who? Who's, and then it shows, look at this little boy sleeping. I'm like, who is that? And like, they don't talk about him. They're like, oh, he had a family and we took like, we don't get none of that. It's just Nothing. like here's here's a little boy here. I'm like, oh, to, I guess make sympathy. Right? Because you for, see his face for, on a milk cart, and you realize that that's the kid. Didn't it also remind you of like The Walking Dead? The little the little kids that turned into you know the the zombie, and they're just kind of yeah. and that's yeah. that's all that kid got. That's all you saw of him. And the next thing you know, he's running downstairs saying, "Star." Another yeah, thing I yeah. is, Star. 
I don't get that though. Too, he turns into a vampire, but doesn't right. do anything to the guy to the guys, and he's so star. I'm like, right, star. Wait, yeah. I'm I'm looking. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, really? there's meat there, dude. You're, you're, right. There's dinner. Right. Poor kid has ADD. I do. I do. I, I forgot to ask this earlier, but I do really like the the look for the vampires when they go in yeah. attack mode. I thought, yeah. you know, very simple, not, not, nothing, nothing too crazy, right. but really good looking makeup. And I just want to ask you guys, can you do your best vampire face? Like try your best to make your face look. <laughs> yeah, I can't. My face is too expressive. All I can do is bottom teeth. I'll be yeah, right back. Trying to do the bottom teeth. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's great. Sometimes I like to make faces at my wife right before bed. So, like before bed tonight, when she right before she turns off the light, I go hi, <laughs> and then. And then she'll be like, okay, you'll hear from my lawyer tomorrow morning. <laughs> You're on the couch. That's great. And I won't That's be great. on the couch. I'll be in a hotel. Uh, <laughs> like, you need to leave the house if you're making faces like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. I think the fight should have been longer. And A, to maybe make the fight more intense. Yeah. Again, it goes to the whole Robin Fiend. Have Cry Little Sister be the song you play during the fight. That would have made that scene so much more intense. And again, I thought the whole Michael David fight was kind of like it happened so fast. And like, oh, he died really quickly. And, and again, it was just they, they, I think that seems to be the trend. All four of them plus Max, they all seem to die really quickly. Right. Like Michael didn't even have to. Michael couldn't even do anything to Max. Like, oh, one shove, boom, you're there. Like he was like he was right. Like, he was like Thanos for like a week or Thanos. <laughs> no, not even a week. <laughs> I mean, kind of was. I mean, I mean, Thanos put up more of a fight. Max just got penetrated by locks. Like, <laughs> like again, I mean, it just it just happened like too quick. But again, to make that seem more intense, to make it more realistic, to have like human like humans taking on that, play that song, cry little sister, to have during the fight, and then there you go, you have a better fight scene. There you go. Joel Schumacher, call me up. I gotta fix that for you. But you think Cry Little Sister is kind of equivalent to, uh, you know, the Damien movies? You know, boop, 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 boop. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like when every but fight, more, scene, it's it's more, uh, you know, it's, uh, makes it more intense. But it's more, yeah. like, like something you want to. Like, you don't want to really want to play the Damien song, like no, no, like, you don't want to no. play that. But you want to play Cry Little Sister like all the time. Like somebody again, if that's a ringtone, that would be people's ringtones right there. Again, with the anniversary. it was mine for a little bit. You, you you guys Was don't have the Omen yeah. theme song as your ringtone. The no, Omen, no. that's it. The no. Omen movie. Omen. No, no, not the that Omen. Ringtone. No, that people will be wanting to know if I was actually the devil or not. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's my dad. And, <laughs> no, I actually had the my little sister uh, ringtone though. Okay. But Alex, you probably want the Halloween as your ringtone. Like you know, like this this just to scare a bunch of kids. Have that blaring while you're walking down the street everybody's oh trick-or-treating right crap out of kids right that'd be like the best thing to do I'll, I'll scare him even more i'll be playing halloween kills and the, like that's so awful <laughs> that it's scary so we can show oh, that halloween that's ends. true halloween ends that's uh next month yeah that's gonna be that's oh, that, that, that that's gonna bring back the yeah. box office doesn't that come back come out on the 30th 
October, yeah. I believe it was October 14th. 14th. That's right. The 14th. Oh, they changed it? I, I thought originally it was September 30th. I remember being very upset been. about it. But now, they, now you got Hocus Pocus 2 is on the 30th, so you at least got that crowd. Like the little, the little appetite before uh, Halloween ends just completely screws people up. Like again, on the 14th, yeah, that because nothing's coming out by then, and then afterwards, then people are going to get rocked because it's Black Adam. So it's going to, so October is going to be the good month for movies. But yeah, right. but yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's Halloween music. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely um, happy that we got a chance to review this movie. Yeah. Because I feel like this is one of those movies that sets the tone for Halloween in a sense. But I feel like that this is actually the film to actually set the tone for Halloween because of the fact that, you know, it is even kids can watch this like young kids can watch this. Teenagers can watch a preteen and watch this film and then just enjoy it and shove popcorn in your face for about an hour and 40 minutes and call it a night. You don't even have to think too hard or anything like that. So I like how quick and easy pace it is. And it's one of those films that just sets the tone for Halloween in a sense. But right. it's entertaining. It's something that I like. It. I, I'll enjoy this. As a matter of fact, when I had COVID, I was actually watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's another R-rated, R-rated movie. movie. Two kids can say, hey, I saw an R-rated movie. Right. Lost was, really? You saw that? I was like, yeah, well, it's R. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> so it'd be one of those R-rated movies kids can watch. So it's not, it's not. There's a lot of R-rated elements in it, but it's not like super hardcore. Like it's not a hard like, R. No, not not at all. It's R, but it's not hard R. No, <laughs> not at all. It's just but, very like uh, it's R, R-rated. Yeah. Exactly. But I think that's everything that we had wanted to cover as far as the Lost Boys goes, because it's only an hour and forty minutes of a film. And of course, I'll also post a link to the Grim Life Collective. They they travel around him and his wife travels together and they go to different locations. They went to Sleepy Hollow. They went to uh, Salem. They went to a bunch of other locations and I love watching their stuff because they are. Here's the thing. When it comes down to videos where either it's abandoned places or movie sets, they always reach out to the people to ask permission before they actually go there Hmm. and things like that, even property owners and stuff. So I like how they actually conduct themselves in a professional manner like that. So Go on ahead, check out the Grim Life Collective. I just happened, I just happened to just see it in my newsfeed. I'm like, okay, I'll check this out. Next thing I know, know what I binge watched like 12 videos. Wow! So of of their stuff, yeah. So, anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for this show for tonight. Don't forget, tomorrow night I'm gonna have Will from Conversation About Dot 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 podcast, and we're gonna be talking about Cobra Kai, the new season of Cobra. I know I just did a show on Monday about Cobra Kai, (laughs) but we're talking about it again Friday. So. And so we're going to do that. And then don't forget, every Wednesday we're doing our House of the Dragon uh, spoiler review. Uh, Abby and I have been doing that. We did like the first three episodes. I actually had one of my other friends, Josh, last night, uh, and we ended up doing the review for that. That, and matter of fact, the audio podcast part, portion of la- the last week's episode is going to be dropping tonight. And then after that, tomorrow, the episode that I did on Wednesday night is going to be dropping tomorrow. So... Oh, That's John, everything. Quick, I was about to say, um, this weekend I'm going to be doing a non-spoiler review for Clerks Three. Um, no idea when that's going to drop. I'll do. I'll do it this weekend. So don't worry if you're expecting spoilers. That's not happening. I'll give people a chance to see it. But uh, I'll be. I'll be doing that this weekend as well. Um, 
So a lot of stuff going over here at MLU. So go on ahead, check us out. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Don't forget to go on ahead and give us a like. Don't forget to comment below. Don't forget to follow Alex at A-Town Alex uh, channel over there. Don't forget to also follow Scene Invaders. Subscribe over there at Scene Invaders. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.